Welcome to the Renal Diet Headquarters podcast with your host, Mathia Ford, CEO of Renal Diet Headquarters. This is our weekly talk about how you can succeed with a kidney diet. Brought to you by RenalDietHQ.com, a website whose mission is to be the most valued resource on kidney disease that people can use to improve their health. Hi, this is Mathia Ford, and this is podcast number 11, being published on March 5th, 2014. And you can find the information for this podcast at renaldiethq.com forward slash 011. Send me an email with your questions to podcast at renaldiethq.com and I'll do my best to answer them on the next podcast. And thanks in advance for listening. Today I'm going to talk a little bit about National Kidney Month and and I'm going to talk about the new food labels. And those are our topics for today. A little bit of chat here. It's March, and I am so amazed. Did your March come in like a lamb? In Oklahoma, it came roaring in like a lion. My kids are missing two days of school because of the snow and ice. And I thought spring was supposed to start in a couple of weeks. I don't know. I guess it'll start, but I don't know that the ice and everything will stop. Daylight savings time switches over this Sunday. All the signs that the weather should be improving with the new spring coming up and daylight savings time. And But we're expecting another ice storm on Wednesday and another ice storm on Saturday in the near future. So Mother Nature is keeping us on our toes. I can just, she's just saying, make sure that you don't forget that I'm in charge. So I know lots of the U.S. is experiencing this quote-unquote weird weather, and I feel your pain. And I know in a lot of other countries, they're kind of experiencing weird weather too. It's a weird year for weather, but enough about that, enough about the weather. Um, I want to start with March being National Kidney Month a month to celebrate all that your kidneys do and all that science and medicine does to improve our health. This month is the National Kidney Foundation has declared as National Kidney Month, and I want to take a moment and do the exercise that the National Kidney Foundation recommends or encourages. They encourage you to take a piece of paper and say, this is what early detection of kidney failure or kidney disease means to me. And then you write out what it means to you. I'm just going to verbally say what it means to me. But I early detection of kidney failure or kidney disease is something that I wrote an entire book about. I wrote my first book on living with chronic kidney disease and how to survive on a pre-dialysis diagnosis so that kidney failure was not inevitable. And it's, I wrote a book about what you can do for prediolysis kidney disease and how to talk to your provider, your doctor, just going to be your regular doctor, not necessarily a nephrologist, about it and get the treatment that you need to slow down the progression of kidney disease. And that's something I feel very strongly about. I feel very strongly that dialysis is not inevitable. And that's something that really irritates the heck out of me when I get the feeling that doctors have just kind of said or given you the impression that, well, you're just going to end up on dialysis anyway, 
or not to do too much and just kind of wait until you get really sick. And that's just not okay. So I wrote this book and it's on Amazon. You can slow it down. The thing you need to do is you're at risk if you have heart disease or high blood pressure or diabetes and you need to take action now. This is not something that you can just wait on and see what will happen. You need to get your labs. You need to talk to your doctor. You need to find out if you're any stage of kidney disease and if you've had diabetes or high blood pressure for any period of time, you probably have some level of kidney damage. So you need to find out what it is and go there and get it taken care of. Do the small things that you can do, like there are certain medications you can take that will slow down the progression of kidney disease so that you don't get to the point where you have to do these special diets and do protein limitations and follow all these special things. You need to get your diabetes and your high blood pressure under control. You'll slow down that kidney failure. So early detection means that you'll slow down kidney failure and it means that you will not go to dialysis. And that's what I want for you. Even though dialysis is a very helpful therapy, it's still something that a lot of people would really like to avoid. So I'll get off my soap box now about that. But I just wanted to take a minute and remind you about it being National Kidney Month and say thank you to those who have done what they can to slow down the progression of kidney disease and those who are out there helping people to understand what they can do because there's a heck of a lot of people out there that just don't know that there's anything they can do about it. Okay. And I promised you that today I was going to talk about the new proposed food labels and I'm sure you heard something about it late last week if you didn't. You, um, I can't believe it because I saw it on the news. I saw it on lots of blogs. I saw it on Facebook. And the FDA has come out with a new proposal for how to change um, food labels. The food label has been on the back of most foods in the U.S. since about 1990. Now, I started college in 1990. I'm sorry, I meant 1994. In, I started college in 1990, and that's when they passed this labeling act, this food labeling act. And um, I remember learning about it and being so excited that they were going to talk about these components of the foods and do these portion sizes. And in 1994, it rolled out to being a lot of foods. I remember it wasn't even on ice cream at that time, but it eventually got to there. And it's been about 20 years. And we have found there was some research the National Eating Trends Service did research and back then they saw that about 60% or more of Americans said that they read labels. Now they find that it's about 48% of Americans. So about 48% of people reading labels and I think that that's because most of the time we've already read the label. If we eat a food often or it's something that we kind of consume without thinking about it. We're not going to look at the label. If it's a new product or we've suddenly had a dietary change or we're looking for something by reading the ingredients, we're looking at something on the label. 
we are paying attention to those things that are listed on the food label. And so that's, I think, explains why about half of Americans read the labels on a regular basis. The label has changed very little since being implemented in 1994. It has, they've added the trans fat and a few other things since then. But this new proposed label, I think, is very exciting for people with kidney disease or kidney failure, especially those in stages four through dialysis. Because the big thing is they are recommending the addition of potassium and amounts and making the portion sizes more applicable to what people actually eat. So they're recommending that they're recommending that it's mandatory that they put on potassium amounts and making the portion sizes more applicable to what people actually eat. So let me tell you what kind of the overall proposals are. The proposed changes are, I'm looking at the FDA website now, they're saying a greater understanding of nutrition science. They're wanting to add information about added sugars. So if they're adding sugars to replace the fat or to um, move some of the, it makes it a more calorically dense food, it's important to identify that. And let me tell you why that's a good thing, because when it's identified on the label, the same thing that happened with trans fats, people are understand that they don't need trans fats, they shouldn't eat trans fats, and once it got put on labels, it decreased the amounts that were in those foods. Now, I don't have any research. I'm sure there's research out there. But I can tell you that manufacturers, once they were required to label with how much trans fat they put on that in that food, all of a sudden they thought twice about how much they were putting in it. And the same thing will happen with added sugars. And just like we have a lot of people concerned about sodium, that same thing will be happening with added sugars. Everybody's concerned about added sugars. They're going to update the daily values for nutrients like sodium, dietary fiber, vitamin D. Um, That's the amounts that they recommend you take in on a daily basis. They're going to require manufacturers to declare the amount of potassium and vitamin D on the label because there are new nutrients of public health significance. Calcium and iron would continue to be on there, and then vitamins A and C could be on there voluntarily. And they're going to also have the total fat, saturated fat, and trans fat. because they And they're going to remove the calories from fat, which would... Um, because the type of fat is more important than the amount. The other things they're going to do is update the serving size requirement and new labeling requirements for certain package sizes. So what they're going to do is look at the amount that one sitting a person typically eats. And what they're going to do is say that if this is what you typically eat, take, for example, a 20-ounce bottle of soda, you typically drink that whole thing in one sitting. You don't use it two and a half 2.5 servings, whatever it normally says now. So they're going to make that as one serving. Um, Think of a pint of Ben and Jerry's ice cream. It's labeled right now as four servings. A lot of people eat that whole thing or at least half of it at one time. Um, You'd have to see the label in that context. 
they're also going to redesign it so that it has more, it's clearer to see the calories. It's clearer to see the amounts of cholesterols. The percent daily values are going to be placed on the left-hand side and be more prominent so people will start to understand those better. I, I think it's a great thing. And let me take a moment now to tell you about my opinion of it. I've told you kind of what it's going to be and where it started and everything. My opinion, obviously, this is not a final decision. They're still talking about it, and there's still some negotiation to be done, and this probably won't roll out for another year or more. But I think this is an excellent start. And you know, you've already heard me say a little bit that it's an excellent start. It's an excellent start because people need to know how much potassium is in their food. And it's really hard for even someone like me who has the ability to go look them up in my books that I have to tell you how much potassium is in a specific type of food because potassium can be added in some of the preservatives, potassium sulfate or other types of potassium. Manufacturers are going to start using potassium to replace sodium. They probably already do that more than we realize. And you with kidney disease, you need to know that, hey, they're, they're going to take and replace some of this flavor that they're taking out the salt, but oh my gosh, look, they just added 500 milligrams of sodium. And in some ways, you know, that's not important to some people with kidney failure because they don't have to worry about potassium. They're more concerned with salt. But as you progress with kidney failure, you are more concerned with potassium and salt. And you need to know about how much is in there. So I think that this is going to be great because I think that there was a bunch, there is a bunch of hidden potassium in there that we just don't really know about. And, and really people need to be more aware of it. And so I don't think there's a bad thing to this except for it would be nice if they would have added phosphorus as well. Um, I think they probably could have done a little more, uh, go a little further, but what they have done is added something that's very important. Now, the added sugars, I think those are very important to understand like where they're putting these added things. I would like to see a whole grains on here. So a lot of times you look in the fronts of packages um, and you'll see it'll say 24 grams of whole grain per um, serving or something. I would like to see that on here underneath the dietary fiber, underneath the total carbs. And I think that's important for people to know how much whole grain is in a product. And it would be nice if it was mandated to be on the nutrition facts label. That way, when you look at the back of a food like a bread or something, then you would be aware of what what was there and, and you would be able to compare apples to apples. Okay, this one says it has 24 whole grains per serving. This one doesn't have any or I don't know if it does. It might, but they just didn't put it on the label. So I think that that's something that they could have added, but overall, I think it's a big improvement. And I'm, <laughs> I'm so excited because I really know that, like I said, whole grains could be added, but this potassium is going to be a huge improvement. 
it says the milligrams and the percent daily value. You probably, as a kidney patient, won't necessarily pay attention to the daily value just because um, it's not going to be based on whatever your doctor has told you to watch. But you can look at the milligrams and know how much. And since the portion sizes will be more appropriate to what you're actually eating, then you should be able to find a way to make this label be very helpful and cut your portion in half or cut it in, decide not to eat this food over this food because it has more potassium, even though it normally would be a low potassium food, you realize they've added potassium in some way and it's showing on the label. Now this won't show up for another year or so. I don't know how long that they have to implement it. And obviously there's still a lot of feedback they're getting from the food manufacturers. This is just the first step. But what I would encourage you to do is to send to your Congress people or to send to the FDA. But I just think you should send your congressperson a note and say, I really encourage this to happen. And, and the people in Washington, D.C., especially those on the um, committees that handle this, but that deal with the Food and Drug Administration. And I will look that up. And in a future podcast, I will talk about it for you again. But I would just encourage you to take a moment Write a note to your senator or your um, House of Representatives person, your representative, and say to them, please encourage the FDA to pass this label as quickly as possible. Encourage them to make sure that the potassium is on there because it's very important to me as a person with kidney failure that it's on there. And let them know that it matters to you. They're, they they speak for you. Their voice carries a lot of weight with the FDA and if they get enough of that, they will make a statement. So, wow, this week has <laughs> been interesting. So I talked to you this week about it's National Kidney Month. And it's um, I talked to you about the new food label. And I am just so very excited about this new food label. I want you to know that. But I um, encourage you to go out this week and enjoy the weather if you have good weather where you are. And next week, I'm going to be talking about National Kidney Day because that's on March 13th. And National Kidney Day is a day that they're encouraging people to go out and get tested and to exercise and just to think of your kidneys and be healthier for your kidneys. And this month is also a highlighted um, our caregivers. And we're going to have at the end of the month, we're going to release a an item, a product that's a guide for caregivers. And really what this guide for caregivers is going to be is a way for caregivers to take care of themselves and their loved one. So it's going to have an information, just a guide about 40 pages long about how they are how to best take care of a chronic kidney disease person, just dealing with the stress and the emotions and all the things that come with that, doctor's visits, just guides like that. And then it's also going to have something that nobody else has, which is information about doing reflexology, which is a way to naturally heal and naturally relax. It's going to have information about aromatherapy and using aromatherapy oils, ones that are very specific to chronic kidney disease that help with chronic kidney disease symptoms. So 
how to use those, how strong to use them, how to apply them. Um, there's many people that believe strongly in, in homeopathic breath. I'm sorry, remedies. And I, I just know that you're going to find a lot of value in that. And then there's something in there also on a pro, a process called craniosacral therapy, CST. And that is something that is a very interesting therapy. It deals with the cerebrospinal fluid, so it's going to have those three things. And at the end of the month, I'm going to release that. And over the next couple of weeks, I'm going to give you the opportunity to pre-order that. And what this is going to mean is I'm going to offer it for half the normal price that it's going to be. I'm going to offer you the opportunity to purchase it. And if you're a listener on the podcast or you're on my email list, which there's information on getting on the email list at the end of the podcast, but during the next couple of weeks, I'm going to give you the opportunity to do that. And it's going to be released the last week of March or like the 1st of April. I can't remember exactly which day we're going to release it. But whenever it's ready, it will be available either as a downloadable product or as a spiral bound physical product that you can receive, um, actually get in the mail. So... Obviously, one is more expensive than the other because if I'm mailing you a physical product, that's going to cost a little bit more, but it will cost um, around $100 when it's done, and you will be able to buy it for a little less than half of that um, by the end of the month, and so I will give you the opportunity to purchase it early, and then if because you're willing to wait, you know, a couple, a week or so to get your copy. And that also helps me to know how many to buy in the first round if it's physical product. And once that's released, I will let you know. So I wanted to make sure you knew that was coming and be aware of it. And I am also looking for some caregivers. So send me an email at podcast at renaldiethq.com if you are interested in reading a part of it. I'm, I'm trying to get some different parts out to different people to get feedback on and get information back on so I can just make it just a little bit better. So send me your information if you're interested in doing that. And I appreciate you this week and have a good week. And I look forward to talking to you again next week. Thank you. You've been listening to the Renal Diet Headquarters podcast. Head on over to the website at www.renaldiethq.com slash go slash email to sign up for our email list and get exciting updates every week on what is happening. Thanks, and we will talk to you again next week.